And good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. There's, there are many uh, reports uh, associated with the behavior of Hamas that uh, people ought to be suspicious of but aren't. And uh, we talked about the hospitals, the strike on the hospital. Uh, there's a good example where Hamas was able to actually uh, get public relations uh, benefits from what appears to be, again, uh, a, a, a bad uh, missile uh, shot by one of its allies from Palestinian Jihad. My guest, Doug Feith, is a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute. He specializes in national security and defense. He served as Undersecretary of Defense for Policy in the George W. Bush administration. He's authored War and Decision Inside the Pentagon at the Dawn of the War on Terrorism. And he's been writing uh, some great columns dealing with uh, Hamas's strategy. And, um, Doug, good to have you here. Thanks. It's good to be with you. Let's talk about, uh, you know, the you, you write that most of the coverage of the Hamas-Israel war omits the reason for Hamas's attack. What was the reason for Hamas's attack? Hamas has, is a is an organization that was created in the late 1980s and it published its purpose for being in a covenant and it says that its purpose for being is to destroy Israel, right? To destroy the Jewish people and create a not only not only liberate Palestine but create an Islamic caliphate. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the strategic purpose of everything that Hamas does. It's it's difficult to have a neighbor uh that wants you dead and wants your it doesn't even see your reason for existence. There's not much negotiation that can go on in a situation like that. Um, Hamas, it's, it's, you're, you're right. I mean, Hamas, it's not sensible to think about Hamas as a negotiating partner. Right, right. Um, so let's. They've they've one of the pretenses they laid out there was that Israel is plotting to destroy the Al Aqsa Mosque on the Temple Mount. Uh, what is that about? Well, the. The goal, the kind of intermediate goal of Hamas on its way to destroying Israel is to outrage the the world in general and Arab Muslims in particular uh, against Israel. And one way to propagandize their people and and try to s stir the Arabs in Israel and the and the Palestinians in the um, in the territories is to tell them that the that when they attack Israel they're actually acting in self-defense because the Jews are plotting to destroy Muslim holy sites in Jerusalem and when Hamas makes that argument, it's making an argument that has a a long lineage. It goes back a hundred years, and it was an argument that was invented by uh, 
Haj Amin al-Husseini, who was the leader of the Palestinian Arabs in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. And he invented this argument, I mean, completely out of whole cloth, that uh, that it was the purpose of the Jews to destroy the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the other holy sites of the Muslims in Jerusalem. Now, the reason this is obviously nonsense is that Israel has had control for over 50 years of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem and has has not destroyed any Muslim holy sites. On right. the contrary, guarantees free free prayer and and free exercise of the Muslim religion there. When Ariel Sharon made that walk to, to uh, the Temple Mount, why was that so controversial? I, it, it, it's a, a good point that you make. I mean, it was extremely controversial because it played into yeah. this, you know, this venerable piece of dishonest propaganda going back to the 1920s. Yeah. And uh, e- even though, as I said, it's obvious that it's not true now to people who, who understand that Israel could have destroyed the mosque if it had chosen to, but on the contrary, you know, is preserving it. And, but the people who want to believe that the Jews are plotting against the Muslim holy places uh, have been promoting this idea for a century. And when the Israeli Prime Minister Sharon visited the Temple Mount, they announced, aha, this is, you know, proof (laughs) of, proof of the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, you write that Hamas achieved a huge success on October 17th when an uncertain number of Palestinian civilians died in an explosion at Gaza's Al, uh, Al-Ahili uh, Hospital. Uh, so I remember when this was first reported, it was reported that uh, Israel had you know, bombed this hospital. Uh, and then later it was turned out, uh, it, it seems the best evidence is that the bomb came from uh, a pal- Islamic uh, Palestinian jihad group that has about a 40% failure rate in missiles it shoots, and uh, this is one of their mistakes. But Hamas benefited from it nonetheless. Yes, the it's, it's, it's extremely strange uh, that a substantial loss of Palestinian civilians, such as happened when somewhere around 50, I believe, is the current best estimate. Okay. Uh, The the Hamas people had announced it was over 500, but the recent um, reports say that it was about a tenth of that. Um, But the idea that when you know, 50 Palestinian civilians died, but this represents a victory for Hamas, should cause everybody to stop and say, what a strange thing. I mean, why are dead Palestinians a victory for Hamas? And the answer is that I believe that what, what Hamas is aiming to do is to stimulate a major uprising by Arabs in Israel, the territories, and around the world. And so they have, for years, devised a strategy that 
of placing their military assets, rocket launchers, ammunition storage, communications gear, and their personnel in civilian locations like mm-hmm. schools and mosques and apartment buildings and office buildings. Yeah. And this is to ensure that when they attack Israel, and Israel inevitably has to respond to defend Israel, sure. Palestinian civilians will die. Yeah. yeah. And it's important to understand that this is not a human shield strategy, as almost everybody calls it. That's wrong. The purpose of a human shield strategy is not to kill the shield. <laughs> okay. The purpose of a human shield strategy is to get your attacker to refrain from attacking you because the, the attacker wants to spare That's right. the shield. This is a different strategy. This is a strategy that says, we know that Israel has to take action to defend itself, and we want to ensure that when Israel does that, it kills a lot of Palestinian civilians, because we can then use those Palestinian civilian casualties to outrage the Arabs and possibly stimulate an uprising from them and to outrage the world and damage Israel's standing. And and what's important, I think, for everybody to think about is that this is actually something that is unique in human history. I don't believe there has ever been a party to a war in the whole history of the world whose strategy was to maximize civilian casualties on their own side. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. They're working to maximize uh, the harm, not minimize it. And uh, Right. And then the key, of course, is, is the purpose of maximizing the harm to their own civilians is to get Israel blamed for it. Right. right. And the only reason they pursue this strategy is that it works. And well-intentioned, but in my view, misguided, not to say foolish people in the West, blame Israel. Right. And that rewards Hamas for this unbelievably inhumane strategy. Yeah. Yeah. That the world, the civilized world should be discouraging the strategy, not rewarding it. Yeah. And blaming Israel for casualties that were created on purpose by Hamas is rewarding Hamas for doing this terribly inhumane thing. So when Israeli military commanders on the 13th told Palestinians living in Gaza to evacuate to the south, okay, because north uh, is where uh, Hamas has its assets, its rockets and rifles and communications gear and, and personnel, Hamas leaders demanded that the people stay in place in the north. That's because, again, they wanted to maximize the deaths of their own people. Correct. It's just... It's, 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 it's really stunning. It's really... I think that's why people have a hard cruel. time Be I think people don't... I think many people in the West can't... It just... They can't imagine this kind of barbarism uh, in the modern age. And so uh, it's hard to, hard to convince them. Uh, I, I was glad You're to right. see it's the a, president... It's a, failure, it's a failure of imagination. Exactly. Because it's so horrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly right. Uh, I thought President, uh, when he compared them to ISIS, I thought that helped uh, 
you know, people better grasp uh, the barbarism of Hamas, um, because ISIS itself was a shock. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did a service with that comparison. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I agree. Um, So, what what do you? How do you? How do we work uh, to correct this problem? I mean, you would think that. Western news agencies would eventually, you know, see this. Uh, they they did revise their stories on the hospital's story. I, I would think they would finally get what's going on here. Yes, I think that people who are fair-minded, I, I think, are are persuadable yeah. and educable. But uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people approach the the conflict not in a fair-minded frame of mind, but in order to you know cheer on their you know a, a group that they decided that they're in favor of no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really awful to see how especially in leading universities of the United States, we have people who are supporting Hamas, even though Hamas systematically uses rape and the murder of children for its, for its political purposes. And you have, you know, people on the faculties of Harvard and Columbia and other major universities saying that uh, that their sympathy for the Palestinians leads them to understand the exasperation of people who then take actions of this kind. But I mean, there is no exasperation of any people that justifies decapitating babies. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of people around the world have suffered a lot. I mean, from, you know, the the blacks who suffered slavery in America to the Jews who suffered the Holocaust. And those, they didn't go around doing the kinds of things that yep. Hamas is doing. I, I couldn't agree more. Doug, thanks so much. Wonderful talking to you. Enjoy your columns, too. So uh, we'll continue to read them. Thank you. Thank you.